The one thing I've learned about recovery is every single person path is completely different. Even if everybody in AA told them or asked was asked how did you got uh, sober, their version of how they got to, to sobriety is going to be different, even though they followed the 12 steps. Everybody's path is different. Everybody's version of what their perception of sobriety is different. And I'm just letting people know that there is more than one way and, and, and kind of, you know, uh, giving them the option to kind of figure out and use what tools they need. You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank. Welcome back to The Recovered Life Show. I'm pleased to welcome Kurt Eichelberger to the show. Kurt is the founder of Skate Straight Recovery, a collective of people that support each other through the love of skateboarding, sobriety, and service. Welcome to the show, Kurt. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much uh, for coming on The Recovered Life Show. I was very excited about having you on because we had a great conversation via phone about community, sobriety, finding your niche. And I've heard about Skate Straight Recovery on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And that's where I first found it. And you guys are doing amazing stuff, posting really cool stuff. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and about Skate Straight? Um, yeah, I'll kind of start from the beginning. I grew up in uh, in skateboarding from a very young age. I'm, I'm about to be 50. So I've been skateboarding since the early 80s. Uh, um, I grew up in that culture, that environment. Um, we kind of, in the skateboarding community, we kind of all banded together as a group of little misfit kids who all hung out all day, got away from the stuff that was going on at the house. But um, with doing that, that was also us getting into things like drugs and alcohol. Um, and skateboarding is kind of looked at as sort of a, uh, a party culture. And um, when a uh, it got the party for me got out of hand. You know, I was in my uh, late, late thirties, like early forties. And uh, I decided it was time for me to make a change. And uh, we had lost a great deal of people to either suicide or addiction in, and uh, just locally here in, in my, my group of friends um, that I grew up skateboarding with. And uh, so I went ahead and make the change, uh, went to treatment didn't know anything about recovery, didn't know anything about that stuff. And it was all new to me. I'd never even tried to stop. I was just okay with the fact that um, my life was out of control and unmanageable. That was just sort of how I always kind of lived. And uh, when I went to treatment, I got introduced to 12-step programs. And where I was at was like kind of in a rural area um, out in the hill country of Texas. And some of the off-campus AA groups we went to, I just didn't like, I didn't feel like those were my people. I didn't feel like I fit in there. And, uh, you know, like I said, not knowing anything about recovery, I started already thinking like, there's gotta be a, a different way to do this. There's gotta be a group of people that are like me, that are like-minded, that are skate or are into art or into music or anything. And when I came back to Dallas where I'm from, uh, I couldn't find that. And so I just did whatever I could to stay sober. I went to all the meetings. I went to AANA. Um, I learned about smart recovery. I went to therapy. I did all the, all the stuff and uh, was educating myself at the time. I didn't realize it. And uh, I 
during that time, I lost another friend here in Dallas. It was a pro skate pro skateboarder um, in the nineties. And he died from doing the same thing I was doing, which was, you know, isolating and drinking alone. And yeah, uh, that's definitely a wake up call, right? When people start dying. Yeah. And it makes it, you re-examine your life question well, for you going back to skating and also drugs and alcohol. You know, we talk a lot about on the show, we've had people on the show about finding your passion in recovery because mm. a lot of times people's passion is drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Like that is their passion, right? As youth, like that's what excites them. And, and when that is over, when that run is over, they have to reinvent themselves. But it sounds like you had a passion of skateboarding almost before drugs and alcohol came into the picture. Is that, how did yeah, that go down? It originally started with just going out and skateboarding all day. And then it, it eventually evolved into going and skateboarding and getting drunk. And then evolved to going skateboarding and getting drunk and doing drugs and then it evolved to just going to get drunk and do drugs and the skateboarding fell away. That's it just went away. All the passions of my life, art, skateboarding, music, all that stuff went to the back burner. And uh, it was just, that's what I, I mean. I basically, I quit skating there was big gap years where I didn't even touch a skateboard or I didn't even own one. And uh, when I was in treatment, I started thinking about, you know, there's a skateboard group or a group that we could meet at a skate park and just skate sober and it was i even like the name event like first off was like sober skate and it was like i was drawing like the aa logo as the a in skate and i have all the original sketches for this and i talked about it in treatment and uh it was just kind of a pipe dream but then when i got out and then i lost a friend that was pro I, I went to a buddy who owns a private skate park and i said hey this is something i want to do and I had came up with a name and a logo and I showed him and he was like, anything you want to do. And he handed me the keys is just keep it positive and help people. And that's you, what we've been doing. Do you find that the, that community of skating and skateboarding, do you feel it's very centered around drugs for the most part? I mean, or is it just, does it depend on the group of people that you are around because you're around people that skate now, obviously, yeah. and they're not using drugs and alcohol. So there is a big presence of drugs and alcohol in skateboarding and snowboarding too. I mean, but it's, it's been a heavy presence and a, and almost like you have to do this in order to skateboard. And there is a new uh, wave of people that are coming out saying I'm sober. I exercise, I do yoga, I eat right. I do all this stuff. And um, if you want to have longevity in the sport as somebody that's you know young getting into it now, you got to have, you got to take care of your body. I mean, this is an Olympic sport now, so you have to actually take it seriously. And I think there's a, there's, it's starting to pivot in towards a more healthy direction. A lot of pros are coming out and saying they've stopped everything. And a lot of people that are starting out, um, the youth, the kids, they don't want to get into it. So I've seen both ends coming to the, to the groups because we could we have groups where they're actually recovery meetings but we also just have free skates where people are just all sober yeah. and people will drop their kids off there because they know they're going to be in a safe place and that and that's good because i think you know so many people um they they get sober and they want to kind of refine a passion or a hobby or something that they really enjoyed doing and they look back at things that they used to do that they enjoyed before drugs and alcohol became unmanageable. Right. Yep. And they're like, well, I really can't do that anymore because it's just a huge trigger. 
uh, it's going to put me around people who are using, it's going to put me around people with that thinking, right? So I can't do that. I've, I've heard that from people who were, you know, pro athletes or whatever, that were just in a group. And I think what's so interesting about what you've done is, you know, and, and I'd like you to talk a little bit more about how you went from just an idea of, hey, I'd like to skate to let's get some people to skate straight, which is, you know, you have a pretty big organization there. It's a, it's a collective mm-hmm. of, of not only sober people, but a lot of stuff's going on. How did you make that? How did you make that leap from, hey, let's skateboard together to skate straight? It had eventually, um, when it started, we started meeting, you know, we were all skateboarding together and hanging out. And we were all from all different types. There were some that went to different programs. There were some that didn't go to programs at all. And they were just people that were sober. And so um, a couple of people had showed up that were struggling. And that really kind of, we started talking about like, what could we do to like help people or, like provide resources and like, have a place to like have some structure where they could learn some coping skills to, you know, leave the group with something. And um, that's when I was really uh, pretty focused on smart recovery and smart recovery, self-managed and recovery training. So I'm like, well, this is perfect. Skaters don't follow rules very well, but and this gives them the, the opportunity to take and learn it at their own pace, their own speed, but then gives yeah. them a place to meet and have discussions with what, what's worked for other people. Like, how did you get sober? What, you know, we can share ideas and things that we do. And um, from the very first meeting we did, I thought maybe there'd be like three people, maybe two, maybe just me. I didn't even know. And I didn't have enough time of sobriety when we first did our first meeting. And so I found somebody that, um, that was a girl who was into skateboarding and had been around skateboarding and BMX, but she didn't do it herself, but she was a facilitator of Mm. smart recovery. And I asked her, I go, could you facilitate these groups? And then, so for the first, you know, six months or so, she facilitated all of our groups for us. And I just educated myself and became a a, um, facilitator during that time. But that's how it evolved. It was almost like we needed it. And when people started showing up because they heard about this, they would show up and were already in crisis mode. They were like, they needed help that day. They needed to talk to someone that day. It wasn't so much about the skateboarding, but they identify with the people that were at the skate park. They go into that place and feel safe and know those people and feel like they belong to something instead of walking into another room and be like, I don't know any of these people. These aren't my age group. These aren't people that know anything about me or anything my life is. I think it just kind of was, I always say it's like recovery training wheels. <laughs> like, Yeah. Like, I mean, that's, what's interesting about what you've done because you've taken this common thread of skateboarding people that are attracted to skate. And it's almost become the glue that bridges people into different ways that they can pursue their uh, sobriety. And when we talked on the phone, one of the things I found interesting is that, you know, we were talking about 12 steps and I I think, you know, both of us have benefited from 12 step programs and, you know, I love 12 steps, but it's not the solution for everything, Mm -hmm. you know, we're finding. And it is a very, um, it, it is a very specific way to do things and not everybody responds to that. And, um, and you're right. It attracts a wide group of, of people, mm-hmm. you know, um, and what you've done is so interesting is you've, you've, you've made it open. You haven't said like, don't do this, do that. Like if you hang out with a 12 step group, that's pretty hardcore. My experience has been, 
they're not really that interested in if you're doing something outside of 12 step, right? Like mm -hmm. they're focused on 12 step and that's great. That's what they're there for. But what you've done is you bring in all these dis interdisciplinaries into this and said, Hey, let's find something that's going to work for you. That's going to give you your best recovered life. Yep. Um, so when we started getting into this, I started working with a lot of people that would come to the group. They were doing different things in recovery. They were doing recovery Dharma. They were doing refuge recovery, which are both two uh, Buddhist. Uh, they're not Buddhist. Uh, they're Buddhist philosophies uh, that's done kind of like a 12 step program and based around meditation. And then um, I met somebody that came to the group. It was a roller derby girl and she'd been in AA forever, but she did recovery yoga, like a yoga class that was actually geared towards recovery. And we just started putting all these ideas together. And since there was no rules, we could just made it up and we just started adding like, okay, well, let's add this, let's add that. Let's, Let's see how this works. And so when people come into an original, like originally come into the meeting and start talking to us and we say, we offer like yoga, Dharma and, um, you know, the, the smart recovery, a lot of times people will like smart recovery, but then they'll end up going to Dharma. And then with me talking about open, being open to all forms and all paths, they might've steered away from AA in the beginning, but they, when they hear how it worked, how I worked with it, and how I just took the tools that I needed from AA from the steps. And they just, they go, Oh, I get it now. I can go back in there. And they end up going back to AA and doing the 12 steps. Honestly, it's just a new approach to just following any pathway or all pathways. I mean, for me, I looked at my, my recovery um, as a tabletop and that tabletop need to be let, uh, stabilized by as many legs as possible. So, I put everything under there. And if I, and I didn't, when I first started doing this, one thing that kind of frustrated me, it was like, if I wanted to do Dharma, it was 45 minutes away from my house. If I wanted to do AA, it was 15. If I wanted to do smart recovery, it was, you know, about 30 minutes in a different direction. We, we base all these programs at the skate park. They're all there. And we also, anybody that partners with us, like other programs and stuff that, that are doing stuff on different days, we, we offer, we, we tell people like, hey, there's a meditation only group on Sunday. There's this, there's that. And like basically open people's minds to everything. Because the one thing I've learned about recovery is every single person's path is completely different. Even if everybody in AA told them or asked was asked, how did you got uh, sober? Their version of how they got to, to sobriety is going to be different, even though they followed 12 steps. Everybody's path is different. Everybody's version and what their perception of sobriety is different. And I'm just letting people know that there is more than one way and, and, and kind of, you know, uh, giving them the option to kind of figure out and use what tools they need. Um, I mean, our outreach program, we've been working with treatment centers in the other, in area, in different areas around Dallas. And we just go in and do an hour meeting. We do Dharma, we do smart. Um, uh, and we, these are all 12 step based treatment centers. So when they, their minds are blown, like when they, they never heard of like a, you know, a Buddhist version of recovery, they never, never heard of it. So being able to show people those things has been a hundred percent, um, one helping me keep sober <laughs> to, uh, very, very joyful for me. I mean, be, yeah. the, I just wish it was around when I first got out of treatment because I didn't know anything. And the people that I worked with didn't know anything either. They were only doing 12 step. 
Well, you you know, what's interesting is we, we were, you know, when, when I was thinking about this, I thought, you know, when you first come in to, to sobriety, when you first make that decision, Hey, I'm going to get sober, or I'm going to attempt this, or you just end up there for whatever reason, making that decision, you've realized, wow, I guess I've made that decision. Um, sometimes you feel that the path is very, very narrow. What, and what you've done is you've really given people a lot of these options, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in our discussion, we were saying how interesting it is that all of these really lead you to basically a spiritual awakening. And, and after you've had that kind of awakening, you realize that they're all similar paths, right? They all have a lot in common. I mean, the techniques and the, and the spiritual technology might be a little different, but it's the, it, they all have certain things in common. And once you kind of awaken to that, you, your own recovery, it's a much, much easier to plug into other things and not be so closed down. Yeah. And, and to feel like there's no other options, you know, and one of the, the, the good things that have happened because of COVID is being able to do online meetings. I mean, I've done smart recovery meetings in England. I've done, uh, you know, different groups of different types of recovery all over. I just sit in them, just listen. I just want to know how their groups run, like how they do different things. And um, being exposed to those and being aware that they're out there is, is, uh, it's been great for me. Another, like on a personal note, I'm, I'm not an atheist, but I'm, I don't, I'm agnostic. I, I like to say I'm an optimistic agnostic. Uh, I don't believe in anything. So for me, 12 steps was hard because I didn't have a faith to lean into. And I didn't feel in my forties that all of a sudden I'm going to become awakened to religion when I haven't done that or been around it or even had an open mind to it at all. Um, and so being able to learn those different pathways, because there's more people, I think there's a lot more people out there now that aren't into religion. I don't say that anybody's against it, but it just, I hope they're not against it, anything, but they just don't grasp that. And being able to be aware that there's other things to do, because guess what? People that are non-believers have addictions as well. And being able to say, oh, okay, I can still go to that, but I don't have to worry about those things and not have to take that so seriously and just learn the coping skills and the step work and the things when you actually break it down, that it's just about being a better human. And I think, and I would hope most people want to be compassionate for others and, you know, not hurt people's feelings and do things for other people and, you know, and service work, just that kind of stuff that you could take from those programs is all good stuff. And you know, when people tell me that they have faith in their life, I'm like, lean into it. I didn't have it. It was harder for me. I felt like it was harder for me. I, I wish I had that stuff. I just, my brain doesn't work that way. And I've, I learned to, my way around it. I navigated through the, the science side of things and it made more sense to me. But in a way, you're kind of creating that for people right now that are coming in, right? Because I think that I think that anybody who's been around 12 steps for a while or any type of recovery situation for a while, the group has a large part to play with it. Because, you know, even science of mind would say, well, we're holding a consciousness, we're holding the place for you, whether your consciousness is there, that you can live a a life of, of recovery and be happy and live your best recovered life or not, we're holding this consciousness until you, until you see it for yourself. Right. And that seems to be a common thread with you guys. Like you, 
you know, I think I'm sure many people maybe understand that drugs and alcohol is a problem for them, mm-hmm. but maybe they're not even ready to get sober, but they come to you and they, they skate, they go to an event, they go to a meditation event, they, they do an open skate or something. And they say, wow, you know what? They see they're attracted to something that you have. Mm-hmm. And the common denominator is, is that you skate and you're sober. Yeah. I mean, and, and the, and being a part of that group is, is, is exactly it. I mean, a hundred percent of what I feel successful for any group or any program is the group itself. It's the collective of people that are in that group. I was lucky to go to an AA group where I felt like I couldn't talk about my spirituality or non-spirituality. And then when I did reach out to somebody that was in the group and talking about, they're like, no, you should talk about that because there's someone in that room that's doing the same thing as you. And they might not get into recovery, but they should know that you're here and you're doing the work and that you're, you know, that you get it. And so it became a, an open dialogue for me. I was, like I said, I was lucky to be in a really good group at AA where they, they would walk in and like, Hey, Kurt, we're talking about God today. And I was like, I will, I wouldn't be here if you weren't. <laughs> so it turned out to be like a real positive experience for me, but I could see where people would be closed down going into a room like that. And I wanted to show people that you can with, with skate straight, you can come in and have a common bond or see the people that look like you and, you know, or, that you could relate to and here like, Oh, well, I go to those rooms, but this is how I do it. And this is what I take from it. I think that's opened a lot of people's minds to, what they could go and do and be, you know, my analogy is that like, I buy a lot of tools. I don't buy them all at Home Depot. I go to Lowe's, I go to Ace Hardware. I take all those tools. They still build stuff at my house. (laughs) And with recovery programs, it's the same. I love meditation at Dharma Recovery. I love being able to go to uh, the process groups at at, uh, Skate Straight and talk to people that and have crosstalk and we can actually share ideas and stuff. And then I love being able to go to AA. The whole thing is it's the fellowship of the people. It's the, the, the power of my sobriety has been the collective of people around me and how, yeah. and how supportive those people are. And that, and you know, and, 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 and that's really the key. It is the community of people that you have, because I think everybody's had, you know, whether it's a schooling situation where it looks on paper, the best place possible for you to be or a sports team that you were in or something, but it just really, the reality of it was, it was the people, right? It was just not a good, it wasn't a good fit at the time where you're at. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, and I love what you're doing with really just building this community and people being responsible and, and the whole idea of service with you is, 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 is really neat. And, and, mm-hmm. and what you've been able to, and you've been able to apply it, which I think is really admirable because there's so many people that have these ideas, but they're unable to apply it. And you have, what, what's yeah. some of the success stories that you've had with this? Because I'm sure you get people that are younger, that love to skate, that have really bad addiction problems <laughs> and really have found themselves in a bad place. Yeah. I mean, we had a guy who not only was a skateboarder, but he worked in the skateboard industry and he worked uh, in a, and got pretty heavily into alcohol to a point where he was isolating and wasn't going around and, and talking to anybody. And he didn't go to meetings and didn't do, didn't do AA or anything. He just saw Skate Straight on Facebook one day, like, in, and this is the early days, and he showed up to the thing and he was like, I don't know if I should be here or not. I've been drinking today. And I go, well, no, man, you don't have to like, you can just hang out. 
just you don't have to skate you don't have to be a part of the group you don't have to do anything you can just hang out and talk to people well luckily while he was there he ran into a guy he knew they started talking next week he was there next week he was there next week he's there he's been sober almost two years now and he only goes to skate straight and but he also has learned the other pathways you know he he's done meditation not his thing he's tried yoga which i tried yoga yoga is not my thing he, yoga wasn't his thing but we come we get there me and him usually get there early every day this also this guy is uh basically our right hand man now he does all the filming for content for our videos he does like he runs his own groups on two different nights of the week um he's certified in smart recovery he knows as much as i do about recovery and he's basically the person i lean on as like my like my right hand man and uh it's all because of what he did and came in to doing and you know this is a person that had a major heart attack before he came to skate straight from drinking and, and bad health choices and uh came to skate straight he's healthy he doesn't drink eats better walks meditates like i mean not meditates but he he, he uh walked every day he eats like he's with vegetarian like these are all things he would have never done on his own and in texas vegetarian is a big thing especially if you've been eating barbecue your whole life here <laughs> so um that's you know was one of our big one another one of our ride we have a team that rides for us now and there's a kid that came in and he had like two or three weeks sober but he had just got out of jail and um i think it might have been prison i'm not sure but it was all drug related charges and he got out and started coming to skate straight and he hadn't been on a board in a year. So now he's sponsored by multiple uh, companies. He rides for skate straight. So, he, you know, there's with our team, we try, you know, you have to keep up. You have to be sober. You have to go to meetings. You have to be a good role model to others. Like there's more than just skateboarding and being good. But he's like, he is amazing. He's only in his, I think he's like in his mid twenties now, super young, had his whole life is ahead of him. And he says everything that he gets. I mean, the group that I'm going to tonight, he's running it. So that shows you like some of the things that I always, when uh, people come in and they get really involved in it, I want them to start learning and then they can start teaching it to other people. So I always want them to like start running their own groups, um, teaching, you know, not just skate straight philosophies, but just learning all the different pathways and sharing those pathways with other people. And then, of course, it's way better when he's out there skateboarding because it was like, oh, because, you know, he's good, too, <laughs> on top of being able to come in and run a group. He's actually a really good skater, too. In my day, I was good. I don't skate very often as much as I would like to because when I fall, it hurts a lot worse. So, yes, there's a lot more of hanging out, talking about skateboarding for me. Exactly. Right. <laughs> like a, a fall now is several weeks of recovery. I I barely fell like a month ago and I sprained my wrist. I don't even know how I did it. I ran out of a trick and my hand touched the ramp. I don't even know what I did. I didn't fall hard, but it messed my wrist up for like two weeks. My hands swelled up. I'm like, okay, I got to chill. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't heal as fast as I used to. So but whether yeah. you're skating or not, you're still plugged into the culture that you like. Cause you like the culture of skating, obviously, cause you're around it all the time. So you're around the people, you're around, you're watching it, you're participating in it, right? Well, so whether or not you're actually skating, you're still there. Yeah, yeah. I just always, and it's me, it's the negative talk inside my head. Like I should be the ripper out there 
crushing it since I came up with Skate Straight. But the reality is I'm the guy who's giving back to skateboarding in a different way this time. <laughs> I'm not How has to- the community reacted? How has the skateboard community reacted and the general community and whole reacted to you? Because I imagine like if I thought, hey, there's going to be a skate park by my house, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. That might attract, you know, a lot of fighting and drama. Well, this skate park is in a really, really bad neighborhood. And I hate to use the term bad. It's just very low income. And um, like our neighbors are, uh, tent, there's a tent city across the street from us. So where we're at, we're, we're kind of in a, it's a food desert. It's in an area that's not uh, considered to be, it's more industrial than anything. And um, we are trying to turn that neighborhood around and help as many people in the area. So we're doing more than just recovery. We're also, uh, it's four down project is the, it's, you know, four down is four wheels down means like, you know, for skateboarding. But uh, what four down project is, is we're helping everybody. We're doing recovery on my side with Skate Straight, but we're also doing food rescue and a community garden. We're basically trying to help that community be better. So we're trying to make our footprint in the area as a positive as much as we can to the negativity that's around. And uh, so we do food drives all the time. We got water to people that are in the area. We, you know, when the, um, the big freeze happened down here this past year, we helped people get to uh, temporary housing um, so they would people wouldn't freeze to death. So what we're doing, what Skate Straight first started, it was by skaters for skaters, was my general idea. What I've learned is it's by skaters for the community. What we're doing is helping everybody because now people that want something different, they come to Skate Straight because they're like, we hold meetings outside. We, uh, you know, we don't always do them in the same spot. Like I change different parts of the skate park just for changing it up. So it's it's new and it's fresh. So people, some people just like doing that. So we have, for some reason, chefs love skateboarders. We have like four chefs that come to the group regularly. Um, we have some guys that own their own businesses. They're just, if you saw them, they're just regular Joe dudes that come. Um, when I do outreach at other treatment centers, guys that aren't involved in skateboarding at all come to Skate Straight because they hear me speak and stuff at the treatment centers. And, you know, they're like, do I have to skate to be there? No, you don't. It's all about recovery. I'm just doing it at a skate park. I happen to skateboard. If you want to skateboard, there's boards right over there. But if, if you don't, no one has to skateboard to be there. That's the number one asked question I get every single day from all over the country. <laughs> People eat, So I could, I could actually come and visit and go to a meeting there then. I'd be fine. There is a ton of people. I mean, the people that do, um, I mean, people that come to the group now are probably, it's about 50-50 and it depends on what night you come. There's some nights there are more skateboarders there. Like Tuesday nights, for some reason, there's more skaters there. But and uh, but like Saturdays, it's everybody. I mean, it's everybody that lives within a 50-mile radius that comes there. They can do the yoga in the mornings. They do the group afterwards and then everyone just hangs out. Some people go skate, some people just hang out. It's like, it's just like at any other program, everybody wants that, that fellowship and be able to talk to people about their problems and share things. And a lot of people go eat lunch with each other afterwards. It's been, I don't know, it's just been, it's been crazy. Way, way, way bigger than I ever thought it would be. I made a vow to myself when I first started this, that I would do this for a year, regardless if anybody showed up. And I've never been there alone. Not one time. So what's next for you, Kurt? What's next for you and Skate Straight? 
what we're working on next, like in the next couple of weeks, uh, we're opening our own mobile resource center. Uh, we bought a 30 foot RV and it's gonna be a rolling office that's gonna provide transitional housing and treatment options for people that are in addiction. So, and we could take the RV out and actually do meetings on the RV. We could do Dharma meetings. We could do skate straight meetings. We could do, you know, just straight smart recovery meetings and actually do them at, you know, where people are living in sober living or if they're, like I said, if they're uh, in halfway houses or they just got out of jail, I'm working on, um, I got my certification for re-entry programs. So I'm gonna be working with people get just getting out of jail and giving them a place to go where they could start an actual getting out of jail and being sober and what that's like. It's a little bit different from just getting sober when you live at home. So, you know, uh, honestly, when people ask me like, what's your big plans? I never thought it would go this far and I'm blessed and I'm not a religious person and I'm using the word blessed. I'm blessed every day by the positivity and the things that have happened. This has grown way bigger than I ever thought it would. I've, I've gotten so much good positive feedback from the skateboard industry and the people in just local community here, just all the treatment centers and stuff. And I think it's, I hope that it inspires other people to do the same thing. And by the way, the skateboard facilitator, the skate straight facilitators guide is free. I give it away. I don't, I'm not withholding any of this information the secret science that I have. It's free. If you want to start a group, all you got to do is go to the website and download the book and you can start your own group wherever you are. So Kurt, your final thoughts, if there's somebody out there saying, you know what, I walked into a 12 step, I walked into smart recovery. Why, you know, I just can't find, I can't seem to find a group of people uh, that I respond to in, in, in a traditional setting. What would be your advice to them? Um, well, for me, a lot of times people say this when they come to skate straight and they go, well, AA didn't work for me. I, I didn't like it. And, and my response always is, well, you didn't do the work. And I mean that by saying, if you want recovery, you're going to find it and you have to want the recovery. You can't, the, the program isn't the magic pill. The magic pill is here. It's inside you. You have to be open and be able to accept those things. Um, I know that there are people out there that live in, you know, out in the country that don't have access to multiple different diverse groups. They have maybe one or two AA groups, maybe an NA group. Um, online, there's everything, everything you need. If you go to smartrecovery.org, you can find a list of meetings all over the country, all over the world. Um, if you go to my website at the resource section, there's all kinds of listings for places you can go and find those meetings. Um, one of the huge things I don't think a lot of people talk about podcasts like yours are huge. If you don't have access to people, there's the internet is, is made it so accessible to learn anything you want to learn. Everything I've learned is from shows like yours, books I've read from, I learned about on shows like yours. And then I just, I just took those things, learned them, and now I'm sharing the stuff I've learned. So but, it's um, out there for you. You just have to, you have to, you know, I guess your, your message would be that you have to pursue recovery. You have it's to not pursue just it. going to come. You find the people. They're there. There's other people in your group. It might be just you and another dude, but they're going to, you guys can have a meeting. I mean, that's just how it is. And the support system is, is key, you know, and 
Um, I know guys that come to Skate Straight that all met on Smart Recovery on the smartrecovery.org online meetings during COVID. They're all friends. They all live in different parts of Dallas and they didn't meet each other till they came to the Skate Straight meeting. So, I mean, there's, it's possible to have that, still have that support and, and online, but you have to want it. I hear this a lot. I just can't do the online meetings. I mean, yeah. You have to do whatever you have to do to stay you, sober. If you want to be sober, you, have to, put the, you yeah. have to put the work in. But people ask me, how do, you, how, do you, how do you get sober? I go, you have to want it and you have to work for it. <laughs> That's the key. That is the key. Kurt, if they want to find out more about you and Skate Straight, how do they do it? Um, you could go to our website. It's skatestraightrecovery.org. Um, all the information is on there to all of our social media. Um, we're on every platform you could think of. We're, we're on it. Uh, we have a presence there. Um, it also has a list of all the different meetings for skate straights that are in different states. So it's that's where everything is. Kurt, thanks so much for coming on the Recovered Life Show. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Keep the conversation going. Join Recovered Life, a community of like-minded people who are looking to live their best recovered lives. Membership is free, and you can apply at recoveredlife.us.